Why, hey there. My name is Darcy Jeremy. You're listening to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. Today, I want to talk about a really useful break strategy that you can coach your clients with when you're doing ergonomics assessments. So stay tuned as we dive into this right now. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. So, as an ergonomic consultant, you probably already know that there's value in limiting the duration of posture, even when that posture is optimal or non-optimal. And I want to give you some hyper counterintuitive pieces of advice, and I just want to make sure that you listen to the end of this episode today so you can find out what it is. So I'm going to be leaving that at the end. But before we get into that, We already know that there is an established link between the highest reported discomfort and the most sedentary positions. What? I know, this is the most surprising thing about the research that's coming out. It's saying that those who work in office jobs usually reported more discomfort when compared to other jobs that are more physically active. Wow. And it's so counterintuitive. And talk about a good piece of marketing and content to share with your clients. One way I've told my clients to limit discomfort is to limit the amount of prolonged sedentary activity just by incorporating some movement into the day. And it's an obvious point. And it's also supported by past research. Just a small glimpse on this. Past research has indicated that movement is necessary to reduce discomfort. And however, there always seems to be conflicting information about this. The differing advice on how to limit the ergonomic risk in the office means that there's many options when it comes to the optimal break schedule that would best limit ergonomic risk. And in my opinion, the advice for the best type of activities that should be incorporated into these breaks. It's never really been clear for office workers to how to do this seamlessly. And research has always indicated that there's a strong link between prolonged sitting and user discomfort, particularly in data entry and call center operator positions. My hypothesis is that it's psychosocial and psychosocial risks play a huge role, especially in these positions. But maybe we could talk about the psychosocial risk factors later. I think this is so interesting. I did my master's thesis on some of the psychosocial um, reasons to why pa- uh, pain was developing in the workplace. And I think it's so interesting. So I will definitely make a note right now to talk about this in another time. And now, interesting, even the most ergonomic postures, if held for a significant portion of time, would actually be considered an ergonomic risk and can increase risk. 
And this is one of the main reasons why a sit-stand workstation is so tempting for many. Its purpose is to promote a dynamic movement by allowing the worker to switch between sitting and standing when they see fit. And musculoskeletal complaints in sit-stand workstations actually tend to be lower when compared to a normal workstation. A big concern with these workstations, though, is that there has always been low compliance. And I'm talking about sit-stand workstations. In some offices that I've seen, sit-stand workstations collect dust or they're just used in the sitting position. Something to consider. And I found that sit-stand workstations have been the most successful for those people who wanted the sit-stand workstation in the first place. And it's not that they just wanted it for a week. They've wanted it for a long time. Um, so let's talk about the strategy. It's a really useful break start strategy to coach your clients with. And of course, this is my disclaimer. I definitely recommend that you use the hierarchy approach to ergonomics controls. And the top approach should always be engineering controls and eliminating by engineering out that um, ergonomic risk factor by um, either making adjustments to the workplace or by bringing in other types of equipment that can reduce the ergonomic risks. After that, of course, look at the administrative opportunities. And then after that, this is where we're going to be putting in break strategies, right? This is um, something that that person has to remember to do. And because that person has to remember to do it means that it's slightly less effective than engineering and administrative controls. However, you can still bring this into your ergonomic solutions. So I'm going to be talking about a strategy that is really simple to incorporate and it has about four tips. So the first thing, you want to implement quick and frequent breaks. That means five minutes every hour. Secondly, it's important to note that a routine will produce the best outcomes. There are two ways to incorporate routine. You can use a sit-stand workstation or you can use break reminder software. I advise against stretching programs as there's limited results to their success at limiting discomfort. And this could be because staff must know when and how to incorporate stretching and how to implement the stretching programs. And it can take a lot of training and refreshers to do the best type of stretching. And usually I've seen that um, stretching programs can be used in place of engineering controls and administrative controls so that person is still exposed to the ergonomic risk factors. Um, but hey, they have a stretching program. But if you're, of course, if you're using that in conjunction of, in conjunction with that to have a really nice holistic program, that's going to be more valuable. So that's my disclaimer there. So instead of that, to have the best outcomes, incorporate postural changes and not just stretching to reduce discomfort. And this is the big indicator here. For postural changes, the biggest value is to reduce discomfort by making large body movements within that break routine. So within the five minutes per hour. Um, and this is, includes 
things such as changing the position of the entire body. If that person is in a seated position, an appropriate postural change would be a stand to stand up or to do a quick walk. Vice versa, if that person is in a standing or a sit-stand workstation, then an appropriate postural change would be to sit or do a quick walk. I think it's incredibly valuable to incorporate um, this body movement into your client's day in in a way that is functionally productive. So let's say um, whenever they get a call, to stand up when they take the call. This allows that posture change and allows them to be um, to maintain their productivity. Or maybe when they're filing, they can divide filing throughout their day. So they can do it five-minute increments every hour so they can get that body change, that body movement that is so useful. But that the key factor is to incorporate it in the day so they're not just um, relying on their memory to do it. Because if you're anything like me, once you're in a groove and you're, you're getting stuff done, you can forget to do these things. So interestingly enough, even with taking more frequent breaks throughout the day, some researchers found that productivity Productivity still improves by 10%. That's huge. It's counterintuitive, but these are really useful. Alrighty, so I hope that this has inspired you to take action with recommending um, these types of uh, coaching opportunities with your clients. And you know what? On that point, I'm going to be making this into an infographic. Yes, I'm going to th- I think this is so valuable. I'm going to make this into an infographic. I just decided right now for the Accelerate program. So that's going to be for uh, May's infographic. And if you're interested in getting your hands on this super cool infographic that you can white label with your organization so you can um, share this with your clients and it can be a marketing tool. And you can use it as um, a method after you see a client. You can give them this, this uh, infographic about stretching and how to incorporate in your day. Yeah, you want to get on that wait list. You want to get on that wait list for the Accelerate. The next time I'm, op- I'm opening up Accelerate is June 2021. And the, f- the f- way that you're going to get in there first and get access to all these awesome trainings that uh, I'm going to be giving away is going to uh, ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com learn dash ergo. Alrighty, guys, I hope you found this is valuable. And I will talk to you in our next section, section, session, session. Bye bye. So if you like what you heard in this podcast episode, and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo, and you can get started today.